Welcome back to Straight to DVD. Raph, welcome back. We're continuing our HBO Maxathon. Yes, unfortunately. Unfortunately, and I, it's it's pretty impressive. Let's just I'm just let's just jump the gun here. Yeah, let's just get right ahead of it. We're, we're talking about this movie, yeah. But let's just be clear. Uh, they every no, it's no wonder that HBO and Warner Bros have done this with all their movies that were going to come out in theaters because they've literally just picked every movie that's shit. Yes, <laughs> I would not have seen any of these movies. No. In theater, every if I every, had the choice. Every single one of these, maybe with, Judas, with, yeah, and Wonder Woman, with the exception of Judas and the Black Messiah, I think at best every single one of these monthly releases of films in the theater, as well as on HBO Max, have been uh, tepid. They're they're okay at best. Yeah. Um, and our latest installments. Uh, Is this what people go to see at theaters? Yeah, people do do that. They sit down, and they watch this shit, and they pay sixteen seventy five a ticket for yeah. them and their their son. I don't know why you would take your son to see this. Seventeen fifty. Seventeen. It's that's true. Yeah, and if you go to Alamo Draft House, it's even more. Although I don't know if that place exists anymore because of COVID. Um, also, by the way, a public service announcement: the world's opening up again. Uh, go get vaccinated. Get your first shot and then your second shot, and and uh, and then go live your life. Um, Damn, I didn't realize we were doing a fucking political pod here. I, dude. Are I, you Fauci? Yeah, that's me, dude. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm politically agnostic, but <laughs> for the safety of you and your, your friends and loved ones, go get shot. Uh, shot. Now let's talk about this dumbass movie. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, give yeah. me a brief dis- Sorry if I sound... That's okay. Unengaged. Um, the movie was bad. Yeah, it was pretty poor. So, um, but I'll try to... No, it's up my energy a little a little bit for our conversation. It's totally fine. Um and I'll probably match you with that for yeah. two for two reasons. One, my allergies are killing me. Yeah. Uh and, and number two, I was horribly disappointed in this. <laughs> um more so than like if it was a movie that I didn't care about and it was just shitty. Um to so Taylor Sheridan, he's the gentleman who directed this and co wrote it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this film is called Those Who Wish Me Dead, and it's based on a book. Um he is one of my favorite directors and one of my favorite writers. Uh, he did Wind River, uh, which I absolutely love. With Jeremy did he direct that? He directed that. And I was he, looking and at his it. filmography, and it looks like he mostly writes. He does mostly write, yes. He's, he's originally, I was saying this before we started recording, he uh, started out as an actor. He was on mm-hmm. Sons of Anarchy uh, with nice. Ron Perlman and the yeah. other guys. Yeah, the other, the other <laughs> sons. Yeah, the other homies. Um <laughs> He was on that. He was an actor on that. And then he started getting into writing and directing. He did uh, Wind River mm-hmm. with Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen and John Brunthal, which is mm-hmm. amazing. I highly recommend it. He did Hell or High Water with uh, Jeff Bridges, uh, Chris Pine. Okay. Amazing movie. Um, he also did Sicario, mm-hmm. probably his most famous uh, film that Denis Villeneuve had uh, directed. Yeah, of course. Um, with Emily Blunt, Benicio Del Toro, and Josh Berlon. So uh, I've seen it. You, oh, you should. It's excellent. Uh, John yeah. Berthold's in that as well. Um, uh, so I love all his movies. I've loved all the, his big three movies. I absolutely adore them. I recommend yeah. them to everyone I talk to. Uh, and then there's this. <laughs> this is Forrest. His fourth. So were you excited for this? I was very excited for it. I had no um, idea what this was. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit, the new Taylor Sheridan movie. And it's got a bomb-ass cast. Yeah. You bring Angelina Jolie out of retirement. Yeah, where has she been? I don't know. Fucking... Cheating on Brad Pitt? Are they even together still? I don't know. Who the fucking cares? Yeah, anyway, she's in this movie. Uh, <laughs> she her name's above the title. I, I feel like um, I don't know how they convinced her to do this movie because uh, it seemed kind of lowish budget, kind of. 
Um, like, this is what she chooses to come back with. Yeah. After not working for it. I mean, it feels like she hasn't been in anything. In, oh, she's doing Eternals. Uh, was Eternals supposed to come out before this? Um, maybe. Maybe. I don't and, know. And, like, that was going to be her big comeback. Yeah. And now her big comeback is... Is those, is those, those who, who wish, wish me dead. dead. Yeah. I wish this fucking movie was dead. Yeah. We're going to be referring to that. Uh, We're going to yeah, do a lot of bad jokes around that title. <laughs> so, ah. <laughs> so, the, the cast... So, okay. So, the cast is amazing. Like, you yeah. have Jolie. She's, she's pretty good. She's pretty good in this, mm-hmm. uh, for the most part, I think. Um, the problem is she doesn't have much to work with. Really. Yeah. Um, Bernthal is in this. I thought he was fine. Um, I'm not familiar with the actress who played his wife. Me neither. Um, but she was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Aiden Gillen from Game of Thrones fame in here. He was okay, I guess. Um, he's kind of one-dimensional villain. Oh, uh, he was poor. Yeah, he was poor. Okay. <laughs> um, and you have Nicholas Holt, who once again... Was the two, poor. The two villains didn't really... Like, what? They were very one-dimensional. Um in this yeah they were poor they're they're poor um that's pretty much it for the main yeah. character oh and you have the little boy you have the kid who actually was amazing yeah. i thought i thought he was the best part of the movie mm-hmm. actually uh i don't know where they found this kid i don't know what trauma this little 11 year old has gone through to be able to emote like that constantly yeah. on screen maybe he was just crying out of uh, intimidation <laughs> this movie is so bad this movie's terrible and i'm never gonna work again <laughs> Um, my career is ruined. Yeah, I'm, it's over. I'm 12 and my career is done. The first and last movie I do and every scene I'm in with Angelina Jolie and she's not crying because yeah. she's rich yeah. and she doesn't care. <laughs> she has she has Eternals money. Right, exactly. She already has Marvel money coming in. Yeah, she signed a 19 picture deal with yeah. Kevin Feige so she has nothing to worry about. Um, but, uh, so the premise of this film is that this uh, accountant um... <laughs> This this forensics accountant, yeah, which sounds made up. No, that's a real. It's a real thing. That's a real. Title. Never heard it before. Well, let's pretend yeah. it's made up for the yeah. joke. It's made up, um, and uh, this guy discovers oh, there's something fishy in the accounting in, of the forensics of the world. Of the thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's never really. That's kind of the the thing is that it's ambiguous. On yeah, the, the powers that be or pulling strings, and which is okay. Yeah, that's fine, I guess, but. It was comically ambiguous. And yeah. the reason I say that is because the bad guys had, like, unlimited resources. Except just get a couple more guys for the job. Yeah. Like, he jokes about the whole time. Yeah. We needed, we needed a second team. Yeah. If it, if it was this... It, it was just, like, such a funny throwaway line to, like, make the plot of the movie the plot of the movie. Yeah. If they if had, like, two, two other guys, yeah. the kid would, and Jolie would have been... Dunzo, yeah. So what's the what's the premise? The, you got the accountant. So the the forensics accountant discovers that there's something fishy with the numbers. So somebody's pulling <laughs> strings where they shouldn't be. Yeah. And uh, so the powers that be hired uh, uh, Littlefinger yeah. and Beast Boy yeah. to, to come uh, kill him because yeah. he's gonna talk. Yeah. Uh, so he decides to go to Montana <laughs> to get away from them. Yeah. Because his buddy, who's a cop, is there. Even though he literally could just go to. Uh, any police station closer by yeah. or any news station and just like here look at this I'm gonna be murdered if he's like here look at this I'm gonna be murdered yeah. and then he gets murdered I think somebody <laughs> is well, gonna be like hmm let's not do this yeah so that already is just like mm. he has to go to Montana so he goes to Montana to find uh, the Punisher and <laughs> he gets he gets shot uh, in a, a, a hilariously violent car wreck <laughs> And his son survives, and he's he gives his son a piece of paper, 
Uh, and he's like, you got to give this to Angelina Jolie. <laughs> uh, so the boy finds Angelina Jolie and the two hitmen hunt them. And that's the premise of the movie. And they start yeah. a forest fire because Angelina Jolie has trauma in her past being a firefighter herself. Yeah. Uh, so she needs to overcome her, her demons. Her demons to yeah. save the boy. because. That's right. In the other fire, she couldn't save the boys. That's right. So that's the premise of the movie. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so I guess we already know what you think. I, yes. I was, as a Taylor Sheridan fan, there were elements of it I liked. What's weird is, like, this just felt like, this just felt like everything that is great about a Taylor Sheridan movie, uh, but, like, half-baked and watered down. Um, I feel like the biggest detriment to this film is that it was not an original story, mm -hmm. that it was an adaptation of a book. Mm -hmm. And I think he does his best work. And all three, Sicario, Wind River, and Hell or High Water, are all built this way. They're very, very quiet, simple, exciting, and they build to an insane climax. All yeah. three of them. Um, and I was expecting that to happen here, and it kind of didn't. Like, it, the movie had a beginning, but, like, there was like kind of no middle and no end. It just sort of just <laughs> just peters into yeah. whatever it is that it's going to be. I don't even know yeah. how to describe it. I don't know. It's it's like it was a fine movie. Mm -hmm. It was it wasn't bad. It wasn't yeah. necessarily a poorly made film or anything. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of bland. It was very bland. It was very bland. It was very flat. Um, it was when it was like supposed to be exciting. I wasn't excited when it was supposed to be emotional and sad. I wasn't emotional or sad. Um, I don't think it was ever supposed to be funny. And I found myself laughing more than anything yeah. else. Yeah. Um, probably just because the movie's like really absurd. And <laughs> Angelina Jolie gets half struck by lightning. Oh my goodness. And like twice. Yeah. A boy hides underneath the seat of a car and is able to survive a car wreck. Like a hundred feet off a cliff. Yeah, by that. Yeah. Um, and the two villains are very bad at their job of killing Hilariously people. Hilariously bad. Yeah. Terribly bad. So, all right. Yeah. The villains. Yes. Right. Jack and Patrick. Jack and Patrick. We have these were. two bad guys working for this faceless, well, ambiguous, bad. They're working for Tyler's parents. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, so like halfway through the movie, we, we realized that uh, we meet their boss and, and their boss comes out and it's like, hello. But it's like this hilarious, like grandiose entrance where it's like, he's here? Why is he here? You have to go see him? I have to go see him. He doesn't want us close. I'll go talk to him one-on-one. -on -one. And the camera pans out and it's Tyler Perry. And it's Tyler. Yeah. Not in a Medea way. Yeah, I was hoping he would be because that the movie would have had a little upswing there. The movie would have been better if, mm -hmm. this would have been better as a Tyler Perry movie. I think so. Uh, that would have been incredible. Um... But yeah, they're they're working for this ambiguously bad big, you know, <laughs> powers that be. But like they're not menacing at all. No. There's never a point where they're on screen where you fear for the little boy or Jolie or uh Bernthal and his wife. Right. Like they're supposed to be these these great mercenaries who kill everything in their way. But every time they're supposed to kill someone, they fuck it up. Yeah, they do. They try to kill every all of our like main good guy characters. They try to kill the boy. They fuck up the first time they try to kill his dad. They fuck mm -hmm. up when they try to kill Bernthal's wife. They fuck up when they try to kill him. They fuck up when they try to kill Julie at the end. <laughs> like if there are unlimited resources for this 
for this bad corporation and the evil powers that be, they couldn't hire someone who, two people who, you know, can actually get the job done. Right. But, like, they also play it in a way where these two are meant to be folks who we, like, trust as, like, trained assassins who, you know, they're really good with weapons and they say things like, you know, he's two clicks away. Right. They have, they're very, I think that's the thing. That, like, they're supposed to be... Well, if you listen, Not to meticulous, but right. Well, they're 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 supposed to be careful, right? And they're supposed yeah. to like they check off all the boxes. They know that the the hearsay. They they. If you listen to their dialogue, you listen to the way they they speak. They're very clearly trained, and they both have military backgrounds. Yeah. So I thought like that comes through, but the the issue is is that it feels like when they fuck up, it's out of plot convenience. Um, and I really started to notice that when they attack Bernthal's home. Uh, and his wife, um, like, first, why would you ever let her on the phone? Like, number one, like, what are you doing? First, uh, yeah, like, I don't know, restrain her the second you get there so she yeah. can't pick up a, a gas can and burn you half yeah. to hell, yeah. uh, number one. Um, so that way the bad guy can be half burned. Yeah. Because uh, he's, he's a bad guy. Right, exactly. Because yeah. he has to, you know, he's menacing, whatever. Um, oh, that's the other Spooky. thing. So... They have one interaction, Aiden Gillen, Jack, the, the main bad guy, I guess you could say, whatever, um, and Bernthal's wife. And and so, like, now they're supposed, the movie, like, is then constructed in a way where we're supposed to feel like the two have a grudge now. Like, he hates this woman, obviously, because she burned him. Yeah. But, like, it's like, oh, if that's her. I like, got it. I got to be the one to take her. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And she, like, hates him because, like, he he's a bad guy. <laughs> um, so... At the end, like, there's no, like, build to their confrontation. It just kind of happens. They're just yeah. in a field in the it's, dark. It's very anticlimactic. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, but that's just kind of how the movie felt. Yes. And I understand... Uh, th here's the thing about Taylor Sheridan. He's... He goes for very gritty realism. So, yeah. like, even his other movies aren't really grandiose. I guess maybe Sicario's the, the most... Yeah. Uh, the most so. But, like, there's this amazing climax in Wind River where it's not very... There's no, like, spectacle to it. It's just very, holy shit, it's out of nowhere and exciting and very grounded yeah. and realistic and violent. But uh, the reason it works in that is because there's, like, emotional stake that's built up the whole time. And, like, you're with characters the whole time. You understand their perspective. You understand what the whole movie has built to and why what's happening right now is as climactic and as exciting as it is. The issue with this, and I'm, the, the more I think about it, the more I realize I think it had to do with the editing and the pacing. Yeah. Is that this movie jumps around a lot. Because, I mean, there are a lot of different characters, and, like, they're all kind of given a fair share of the screen mm -hmm. time. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not like... It's not that their stories are poorly told, or we don't understand, like, the emotional stakes attached. It was just really hard to be invested yeah. in any of their emotional stakes. And maybe it's because, the, like, the stakes were so... They were split. So it was kind of thin by the time you got to, you know, the wife, the pregnant wife, mm -hmm. or by the time you got to the kid, or by the time you got to Jolie. So it's like, well, I'm already, I'm focusing on this person. Now I got to go back and focus right. on this person right. and what they're worried about. It's like, you know, I'm trying to invest my time in too many people and I end up not caring about any of them. Right. And I mean, ensemble movies are fine, but they have to be done well, they have to be paced well. They're generally going to be on the longer side. Like, I never... Obviously, like, Angelina Jolie is supposed to be our protagonist or whatever. 
But the truth is, I don't think we really have enough time to get to know her uh, no. before what starts happening starts happening. Um, like her, her past and her demons are not presented to us in any interesting or subtle way or way that like the movie builds to. So then we learn about why she feels this way. Yeah. She just starts crying. And then there's just a flashback where we yeah. watch her watch people burn alive. <laughs> um, and, and it's just like plop there, uh, right, right at the beginning yeah. of the film. And, and then like, like throughout the movie and it's the same, it's the same flashback every time, yeah, every time. It's and it never, <laughs> it never works. It never, right. I never care. Like, I think I mentioned this to you in one of our recent um, reviews that we did about something regarding uh, flashbacks, that the reason flashbacks work in certain movies is because what they're meant to do is reveal things that are happening now and recontextualize them in a way that we don't know. Um, Memento is an amazing example of this. Um, and I mean, that whole movie's backwards. That's yeah. like the entire premise of that movie. But when you have a flashback that like doesn't do anything, aside from give us exposition and not recontextualize anything like you don't need the flashback we can just learn about what happened based on her having a conversation with the kid yeah or her at a bar with burnfall or whatever yeah. like you could have a scene like that and you don't need a dumbass flashback and it's i mean it's dropped in like every like 15 minutes yeah where she does have a conversation with burnfall she talks about it she does have a conversation with the kid she talks about it but we also see her like wake up in the middle of the night in a sweat because she was dreaming about it yeah it's like okay we get it like she let the kids die, and yeah, it's still with her. Mm -hmm. But then we're so then because of that, the movie is supposed to be about like her fighting her demons, but she never really like fully confronts them. She just, I guess, she does. But well, the movie makes it very clear to us that we're supposed to be aware based on the dialogue that her friend, whose name we never learn, uh, says to her. Uh, it must be nice to finally win one, huh? I was like, what a weird thing to say after she just survived a horrible fire with some boy. Yeah. To f like, hello, finally yeah. win one. But, like, that line is clearly there, so the movie lets us know that, oh, she did it. She did it. She faced her yeah. demons, and now she can feel good about... I mean, she saved one kid, but she still let three kids die. So yeah. she needs to save two others if right. she's really ever going to, you know... Go to heaven, yeah. She's going straight to hell still. Um, yeah, so that's nice, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was kind of, uh, I was kind of bored. The majority I was super bored. I also think that, like, this dude's kind of movies aren't really for me. Uh -huh. Um, I don't know. I don't think he speaks to, to New York libtards. He's a, he's like a cowboy. Me. He's a, he's a cowboy guy. Cowboy. He's, you know, middle America stories, you know. These are real hard mm -hmm. working class people. And like from there, like I'm not going to be fully invested mm -hmm. unless it's done in a really, you know, spectacular way that kind of blows my expectations. Like this movie kind of just met and then stayed at the expectation level that I had for it. Mm -hmm. It never went beyond that. So it wasn't like, I wasn't upset that it was what it was. I just kind of knew that this is what I was going to watch. And it didn't do anything beyond what I thought yeah. it would do. Which I guess is okay. Sure. But uh, there will be a lot of people who like this movie because it's straightforward. It's very... It, this movie is extremely straightforward. There's nothing to it. It's not about any... There's no, like, deeper thematical, yeah. you know, 
reason for for making this movie. It's just here's a story. Here's some people. We're gonna mm-hmm. tell tell you and show you a story of what happens to them, and then the credits are gonna roll, and you're gonna go home. I think this movie has it, this movie commits three atrocities. Tell me. Um, the first is that it doesn't ask us to consider anything of value. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't. It doesn't yeah. ask a single question of the audience. No. It, uh, in, yeah. In, in any way, shape, or form. Nope. Uh, it does not. In fact, it has no interest in doing that whatsoever. But it could. Uh, it could, very easily. It could, could. easily with, with Jolie's character. Like, what do you do with, you know, the regret that you carry of, yeah. of, of fucking up in your professional right. life? And how do you try to redeem yourself? Like, make it, from add that? some morality to it. Yeah. Like, there's no... That's what I thought, like, ooh, maybe it was going to build to something juicy where, like, Aiden Gillen's hitman character... Like, is so committed. That's what I thought. It, because they set the groundwork for this, that he's so committed to, like, doing the job right and getting it done no matter what, mm-hmm. that he's going to go to extreme lengths. Mm-hmm. And the younger hitman, who's his partner, is going to have reservations about that. And a yeah. rift is going to happen between them. Yeah. A la Panic Room with fucking uh, Forrest Whitaker and the, and the yeah. other one. But it just doesn't do that, yeah. which was strange, because it seemed like it was setting that up. And ultimately... They're both just bad guys. They're both just bad guys. There's no morality there. Uh, They're bad guys because they have to be bad guys, so it's easy for the audience. And the same for, like, Joe Lee and the cop, like, and the wife. I thought, like, oh, this will be, there will be a love triangle story at some point. And it just never was. He's a good husband. Like, fine, okay, he's a good (laughs) husband, great. But, like, that's not interesting. Yeah, there's no, no, like, conflict with any of the characters. Everyone is either good or bad, and the good people fight the bad people in the most boring like convenient ways possible right which leads to the second atrocity um that there's no uh there's no um you're you're like you said your expectations are met there's no twists or turns it's just straightforward no surprise there's no surprises no there's zero zero surprises yeah (laughs) um i guess the biggest surprise was that it happened exactly how I thought it was going to happen. Um, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is... I, like, I didn't need to watch this movie. Yeah. To, to to form my opinion on the movie. No, at all. Um, the second I saw online that people were having a lukewarm response to this, I knew we were in trouble. Because mostly, like, Taylor Sheridan movies come out, to, yeah. like, and they're not too well-known, but, like, the people who see them are like, this was fucking good. Check this out. And the first thing I saw was like, ooh, Taylor, baby, what are you doing? These are the hardest movies to talk about because it's not so bad that you can pick apart Mm -hmm. everything about it. And it's not so great that you can, you know, praise certain aspects of it. It's just there. Yeah. This is just a movie. This movie just exists for the sake of it existing. Mm -hmm. There's, it doesn't move the needle on anything. Or, like, even on itself. It's depressingly like, forgettable. Yeah. Yeah. It's not so bad that, like, you can, like you said, you can even talk much about why it's bad. It's just, yeah. like, it was competently made and it was, it exists. Yeah. It's like the person who you went to high school with who... <laughs> competently made. <laughs> and they exist. They're, like, an okay person. They're, like, a good student. Decent student, you know. <laughs> kind of fun on the social side. And then you forget about them. And then you see them at the 10-year reunion, and, and you kind of go, oh, I forgot we went to high school together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, 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 and that's it. And then you, you say hi to them, and, and then you move on, and you co- go right back to forgetting that they were ever a thing. Mm-hmm. They're not like the weird kid who 
you know, like eight frogs or something, mm-hmm. you know, like you remember that kid because yeah. they're so bizarre. Yeah. Or like the fucking star quarterback on the football team. Yeah. You remember that kid? Sure. This movie's just in the middle. You don't remember the kid that got B pluses and went on to be a, I don't know, a fucking... <laughs> a forensic account. A forensic account. You don't remember that guy. Ever. I mean, you remember when you hear about him on the news and yeah. he's being <laughs> shot and <laughs> murdered horribly in Montana for some reason. Yeah. What the fuck did that guy get up to? <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah, I. It's such a shame because Taylor Sheridan is very bold and to... Yeah, I, I wonder... I wonder what happened. Um, I think the editing was very bad, and I think the pacing was very bad, and I think the story uh, could have been more exciting. I think that's those are the big issues with it. Uh, I wanted I wanted it to be longer. Yeah. Um, I wanted. I think what happened was the movie, just as the first act of the movie ends, we're already like in the middle of the third act. Like the forest is already burning down. And the time we, yeah, yeah and, I mean, it does take like forty minutes to to set up the 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 action, so to speak, yeah. of of what's going to happen. Um, like, it would have been more interesting maybe if we weren't given a lot, and it kind of just like plopped us in the middle of like like it starts with you know the dad and the son mm-hmm. on the road, and he's like, you know, son, there are some bad guys after us. You know, they might kill me if they do. You need to take this information to whoever it may be. And then it kind of just like, it just throws us in the middle. And then we just have an hour and a half of this kid chasing these bad guys. And like, we actually have the bad guys being bad guys and like literally mowing down everyone in their path so that we can see how bad they are. We understand, okay, this kid is in some shit. We don't know why he's in some shit. But he's in some shit. And then he meets Joe Lee like, I don't know, 30 minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they have a couple scenes together. And then she reveals that, you know, she wants to help him because she's upset about some things that happened in her past. And she wants to, you know, have some sort of redemption for that. So she'll help the kid. Right. And then, you know, at the end, they, they kill the, the, the two bad guys and, and get away safely. Yeah. But there's like, there's too much given to us on the front end mm-hmm. to like contextualize what's happening. So we're not, you know, we're I not think, really like going along for a ride. We're just, we're just seeing a ride. I think it's we, just like presented. It's just presented to us right. there. The roller coaster never, it like makes it halfway up the first ramp. <laughs> and then it's like, how about that? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> it kind of just, go, exciting? it goes up one ramp and then it just, it just plateaus. Yeah. And it just stays on that. There's, there are no ups and downs. There are no peaks and valleys. It's right. just on the same plane. And then it goes back down a little bit, and then it ends. And yeah. that's the ride. Right. And you waited, you know, an hour and 40 minutes for right. it. Right, online. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think we spend too much time with the hitmen. I think there's too many scenes with them. Um, I think they're scarier, more intimidating, and more. Um, there's more mystique to them if we don't have scenes of them just, like, being guys and planning it out. <laughs> Um, like, you know, like have them be hitmen. Like they, you, they yeah. could be scary without them having like expositional dialogue back and forth. Um, I think we needed less of them, um, and more of a Bernthal Jolie relationship story. Um, I think we needed, uh, I think we is, really needed more of the boy. Well, that's the thing too, is like, how do you, 
here's the, the 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 issues with the plot contrivance of having the lightning strike her tower so she can't communicate is yeah. then what like what is the driving force to get them to leave the tower and how many scenes can they have just like sitting waiting in the tower it's very yeah. stagnant yeah um and which kind of sucks because that's that's when the movie starts and that's also where the final act begins yeah um it's like her and this boy like that like that's the movie um, but once that happens, there's not much that can happen there. Like they have the conversation. Oh, I, my, my past sucks. And he's like, I have trauma. I have trauma. Well, we yeah. gotta get the fuck I out of here. I watched my mom die. Yeah. Right. <laughs> She's like, fuck me. But like, who wrote that's this like probably, <laughs> but that's probably like the best part of the movie Yeah, is if you just like kind of focus on the two of them, these two people from two different worlds and they come together with their trauma to try to escape these menacing bad guys who we don't know anything about besides the fact that they are killing everything in their path and won't stop at anything mm-hmm. until they kill this boy. Right. And like that is to me, that's a more interesting movie. Definitely. Um, we, we kind of cut, cut some of the, like not the fat, but we, we cut some of the, the other characters. Like we cut the, the cop, we cut the, the, the deputy, deputy sheriff. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really need Bernthal in this movie. He doesn't do he much. Does, no, he does. He doesn't. He actually. doesn't do much of anything besides just like being a you know he's, he's a righteous man who wants right. to do the, he's a the good right cop. yeah like that's boring yeah that is boring that's boring. i really i was so convinced that um at the beginning when he had her in like handcuffs they were just gonna like start making out on the side yeah, of the road too. or something also when they show his pregnant wife i thought yeah. the bad guys would kill the pregnant wife, i really did think which so too. you know would then be a driving force for him to like help out jolie and the boy right which would you know obviously like we we don't want to like just kill people in movies right but i would like it, the movie to be exciting but it, yeah it makes the movie more exciting than yeah. just like and then everyone lived and yeah. the good guys were were good and the fire stopped and the mm-hmm. bad guys die and the news team comes. It's also weird that, like the news is the like the, the beacon of hope for yeah, the dad right. in this movie. <laughs> he's like, We can't trust the cops, we can't we can't trust, you know, the DA because he's dead. We can't trust the the government. We can only trust local news tv in montana <laughs> yeah. we can only trust one local tv station in in montana and that's it everyone else is is against us such a shame this it really is such a shame um when are we going to review a good movie i feel like we've done a lot of bad movies. hopefully when a, when a good one comes out <laughs> if a good one comes out everything that's made during covid kind of sucks which is unfortunate yeah. Uh, except for Minari. We like yeah. Minari. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I love HBO Max. I think it's a great deal, and I think there's a lot of great stuff that's on it, but in terms of the new stuff they add every month, I think it's all wish-washy. Yeah. I will say, though, it does bring me to movies that I otherwise mm-hmm. wouldn't see. Certainly. So, I mean, I guess that's good for them. They're getting eyes onto movies. Yeah. Like, otherwise, I don't think anyone would have seen this. No, I don't. If it weren't available right in front of them like sheesh if you're paying if you're driving to a theater and paying to see this disappointing that's just tough yeah it's got to be disappointing i don't know how you walk out like Mm -mm. that was a a worthwhile way to spend the last three hours of my life if you like jolie (laughs) yeah (laughs) watch the movie 
Um, I think maybe on a bad day, I'd give it like two out of five. On a good day, maybe two and a half out of five. <laughs> I think if you have HBO Max, it's 90 minutes long. Watch it, see what you think. The little boy, I think, is a good actor. I think he's going to get, I believe, a lot of work from this, actually. I think he'll, when, in 20 years, when we're still doing this, uh, <laughs> he'll be in a bunch of films. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you have 90 minutes and you have HBO Max, check it out. If you start getting bored and think it's going to get better, just t turn it off because it won't. Um, that's how I feel. I'm convinced Tyler Perry is one day going to find himself in one of these, like, weird supporting roles that he pops into. Mm -hmm. He's going to find himself with an Oscar statue. Oh, wow. I think he's waiting. I think he's, yeah. He's like, you know what? I can pop, I can keep popping into these movies and have like one or two scenes and like one of them is going to hit and I'm going to be a, a showstopper, a scene stealer, and I'm going to win an Oscar. And it's like probably going to happen, which is just a weird thought. That would be hilarious. It's just got to be the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's... He's earned it. He's he's really, you know, you know, really carved out a niche for himself Yeah. in Hollywood. Uh, Raph, how would you rate this movie? Would you recommend it? What do you think? Um, I think it's like two stars yeah. maybe two and a half yeah would i recommend it probably not hmm. um i would rather recommend a bad movie because <laughs> there's at least at least bad movies are interesting yeah um if they're bad enough you can learn something from them. yeah yeah you can learn something you can laugh at how bad it is you can hmm. i mean sometimes just like the experience of seeing something that is so shockingly poor is worthwhile um Whereas this is just, it's just flat. Very um, much. There's, it's kind of like, you know, the land in Montana. <laughs> it's just, it's like the state of Montana. Yeah. It's just there. It's there. And it's open and it's, it's flat. <laughs> and, and no matter which way you turn or which way you look, there's nothing of substance. <laughs> so I would not recommend this movie. That's great. Uh, Raph, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rafstit. It's all one word, R-E-F-S-T-I-T-T. -T. I'm so sorry that my energy level That's okay. is so low right I now. I think this movie, this uh, movie kind really of just just... sucked the juice out of me. Yeah. Um, Mike, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Michael underscore Rocco underscore. That's R-U-O-C-C-O at Michael underscore Rocco underscore. I post pictures of memes and <laughs> pictures of burrata cheese. Uh, you can also find me on uh, Twitter at Michael underscore Rocco, R-U-S-C-C-O, no underscore at the end of Rocco on that one, but I don't tweet, so like, don't even bother doing that. Uh, you can also find me um, in the state of New York. Raf, where can they find the podcast in general? They can, they can find our podcast in the state of New York, yes. in the city of New York, Yes, typically in the borough of Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes Manhattan, but Indeed. usually Brooklyn. Yeah. You can also find us online yes. if you're not... If looking for us if you're not looking for us in Brooklyn uh, <laughs> we're online we're at straight 2 DVD pod mm -hmm. on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> that's the number 2 straight 2 DVD pod dude I'm <laughs> dude <laughs> I'm exhausted yeah um, but yeah you can find us yeah. there you can find the podcast wherever you listen if you're listening to us now it means you have found one of those ways to uh, that's true to listen to us. You're either on Apple or Spotify, mm -hmm. maybe you know Google Podcasts or something like that. We're we're all around. So. We're everywhere. Yeah, well, check us out. We got yeah. merch coming soon. We do have merch. So we're we're excited for that. You're straight to um, DVD coffee cups. Yeah, sweaters, Teslas, Teslas. Yeah, the Teslas are yeah. coming. Straight to DVD DVD players. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait. 
Dude, it's gonna it's gonna be bomb. Absolutely. You can fucking you can buy those who wish me dead and yeah. put it on your DVD player and uh-huh. then and then break it with a baseball bat that has our logo on That's it. That's right. Those yeah, we'll have straight to DVD toasters. Yeah. Those who wish me bread. <laughs> <laughs> have you been sitting on that one or did it just come it to you? It just came to me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right, man. It's it's been a fun one. All Hopefully right. next week we can yeah. talk about something that's yep. you know somewhat interesting. Yeah, we'll see. I got it. <laughs>